0: This is ISN Now with Will Charlton and Noah Cowell.
1: Last time on ISN Now, you're not going to get another game like that from Coleman Hawkins. I don't think you will. You can't. I certainly hope not,
0: because if you do, then that's very, very troubling. Then is it becoming a trend, like two games I think think coming back to home is going to be a big thing, though. I, I do. Did we watch a hockey game yesterday, or did we see Brett Underwood actually make the adjustment that was 100% needed? I mean, the platoon swap The latter. The latter, Will. The platoon swap was something that I think all of us had been
1: waiting to see from Brett Underwood as a coach. It took me a little off guard, but immediately right when I saw it, I was like, I love it. Yeah. You have to make the change. The Alani. Illini- defeat the Iowa Hawkeyes 95 to 85. We're back on ISN now here. Big win. Huge win. Needed I mean, it. you you heard our, our last time on ISN now talked about Coleman Hawkins needing to have that bounce back. Will, Career you said that coming high. back to home would do it for him and it did. 30 points, sure 9 for 11 shooting. The definition of unstoppable yesterday. He was. And he was one of those starters who got taken out. He was. And let's just let's talk about that a little bit. So they go out for, for four minutes, and you put in Nicola Moretti, Justin Harmon, Luke Goody, Dane Danger, and Imani Hansberry. Yeah. All five of those guys. They'd never, probably never been on the court all five at once probably outside not. of maybe Michigan. Maybe, yeah. You, you don't have that those guys out there. And what do they do? They only allow a single field goal in a span that span of four minutes. Yeah. They allowed Huge a few free throws,
0: moves. but yeah, only one field Still, goal.
1: Still, you, you allowed 62%. I think it was a... One of those good old Tony Perkins circus shots they allowed, too. Probably. Yeah. Um. But they, they provided the boost that they went in to give. And I saw, well, I looked down at Underwood after they played a good defensive possession. Both did. And he immediately ran over to the bench, yeah. yelled at those guys in their faces. Oh, yeah. He was fired up. That
0: is the Brad Underwood we love. Absolutely. I mean, he said in the post-game press conference, because, I mean, obviously had someone had to ask a question about that. He said, I had just seen enough with that group and we've been waiting just we've been waiting to see what what he meant by the playing time is not a given thing he's been talking about that was it right there yeah and it never should be a given no, thing it's not because here's the thing we've all known that this team is deep it has good pieces but the thing is Underwood hasn't taken advantage of that and now we saw the we saw the breakout game from a Nicola Moretti i mean my, what a performance we had not I mean at least I did not him, have that on my like, bingo card. No, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> Seventeen minutes for Nicole Moretti. I mean
1: In the final eighteen minutes of the second half, he like, only missed a single minute.
0: Yeah, I know. And then Amani Hansberry played thirteen very, very crucial minutes in the game, too. I mean, I mean h- how deep two- can
1: this team be? Everyone's been complaining about depth. Amani had a big time um back injury throughout the season. Underwood said it himself in the press conference. If he didn't have that injury, he thinks that Amani Hansberry would be playing regularly 20 minutes a game. Yeah, he did say that. Which, in that case, I mean, who are you taking out a lot? Are you doing what you did yesterday where he's in the game, you know, close to crunch time and Ty Rogers and Quincy Gary aren't getting any action? Because Ty Rogers looked lost yesterday. He did. And you, can't, you haven't really been able to say that lately. No. He's been a huge uh, factor defensively and offensively, but... I will say that consistently I've noticed that Ty Rogers off ball when guarding actual guards, shooting guards, point guards who are pretty quick, he really struggles. Yeah,
0: he he goes under ball screens a lot and Underwood hates that. Yeah. But I mean every coach should.
1: I mean, hello, Nicola Moretti. The reason he hadn't been playing. He guarded Finn. was because Fantastic. because of that defensive aspect, yeah. Underwood said it he hadn't been a very good defender. But what was he doing yesterday? He took he advantage the of his opportunity, fighting over ball screens. He got a few calls, uh, foul calls on him here and there, but he was playing actually Well, aggressive. one of them was, was a pathetic
0: the foul call. It was. The one that Tony Perkins just chucked up, and Nicola Moretti was straight up. That was a pathetic and foul you're call. You're always going to get those Big Ten
1: refs. I mean, you just have to play with those and move on, which is is what he did. Yeah. You don't win that game without him. Those threes, uh, really just the way he led the offense, and people wondering why DGL. He looks
0: so confident, too.
1: Like, I mean, it
0: besides the one turnover he had right away when he got in, like he, he, dribbled up the court and then like lost. Yeah, it. he forced it big time, um, yeah, for sure. Um,
1: he saw multiple assists, right? Oh did, yeah, uh, he had a. Or did he have well, the just, single just assist? one assist? Yeah, it was just one assist. The but, first play he was in, he had that assist, and yeah. then he turned it over a few plays yeah. later. But still, um, I
0: mean those two, those two cancel it out. But to see Illinois actually have a point guard who could break the press too, guess what? That you easy. now see a guy on your bench who, if a team is pressing you in the tournament, okay, like hey. We have a guy who can take the ball up the court.
1: When it da it's just like looked <laughs> like he had good sense, too, of what to do with the ball. He was actually able to get into the lane a few times using a pump fake. After he made the two threes, he's a threat, right? So, Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, he looked confident driving through the hole, yeah, too. Yeah, just the general flow of him leading the offense. And, obviously, he's not the offensive leader. But that's the job of the point guard It's to... Find guys open to spread the floor. The reason that he gets in over DGL when he plays good defense is because he knows how to do that. Right now with DGL, he's more of a guy you can pass to in the corner who can make a move for you, like as a shooting guard type thing. Right. He's really not, at least yet. That's why we didn't into see him that, yesterday. He's yeah. not morphed yet into that point guard role.
0: Which I mean, I'm sure coming this offseason, I'm sure he will definitely be morphed into that because of the fact that you know you're losing Terrence, you're losing Coleman, you're losing, I mean, you're losing. Well, you're not going to lose Ty Rogers, but you're losing Marcus. You're losing Justin Harmon. I mean, you're losing a lot of guys who can take the ball off the court. So you're going to want to transform DGL into a more pure ball handler and stuff like that. And, I mean, you'll have Moretti. And, you know, I, I I think Moretti showed us something yesterday that can give Illinois fans so much, like, confidence in the coming years because, I mean, I'm sure you remember Davide Moretti, his older brother, Texas Tech. Yeah. He was an exciting player to watch. He, uh, he was one of the big players on their 2019 uh, National Championship run. and uh, But seeing Moretti hit those two threes confidently, two for two, his
1: first two three-point attempts ever in college, and he drains them. Yeah. I mean, how many guys around college have a 100% three-point percentage? I don't <laughs> think anyone else on this team does. And we, we got excited about Moretti because before his injury in December, he still looked good then. He did. He had some really good minutes, and then in that game, I'm I'm blanking on who it was against. Southern. It was against. He Southern. stepped on Terran Shannon's foot. That's what happened. And then went out for multiple weeks. Yeah, more than that. He went out for more than a month. I believe. It right. Was, I believe it was two months. Yeah. Um. And you know, now he's back. The same thing with Amani. You have guys yeah. back, healthy and confident now. That's why that Underwood decision was so huge. Oh yeah. That changed the entire course of this late season. The potential sure of a did. late run. It sure did. Think about. Just, Illinois outscored Iowa by 17 after that point. Yeah, just think about the potential there. Um if you if you lose. Oh yeah, you're on ranked. Back-to-back quad two losses, you're probably I think I, I want to say quad Yeah, it would have been a quad. It would have been quad 2. Uh because it's it's um uh 31 through 75 is quad 2. I actually checked yesterday. You did.
0: Okay. Because I there, know what you're talking about. I that, was arguing so. with
1: a few people on Twitter, and they were like, "Oh, it's just a quad two, So I checked it. Um, still, it would have been two quad two losses back to back. Yeah, both would have looked even worse than that, probably yes. from the the perspective of AP top twenty five. You probably you're one of the only te- teams at that point with eight losses in the the poll. You probably go down to twenty. Well, there. I mean, there are
0: there are a handful of teams who have eight losses in the polls now.
1: They're well, they're probably going to leave the poll. I mean, you got what? Yeah, Kentucky after Baylor, two losses, Alabama and Creighton Illinois after Creighton maybe today. Uh, Losing to yeah. Saint John's, so there aren't a lot of them, right? You would you would be seen as as one of those teams that can't be taken seriously, right? And then next thing you know, you play Minnesota, who is playing a lot better basketball recently. True. true, and then you have three quad one games to finish your season. Yeah, you can't lose that game. And Underwood's decision, bringing those guys in, giving them confidence, a defensive boost. Coleman comes back in, and he's making all the plays he needs to in the final six minutes. Which Illinois was able to get it tied. Iowa still was fighting back, obviously. They put up a really good fight yesterday. Um, Damask makes his his only three of the game. He really struggled offensively. Yes, But guess who had that assist? Coleman Hawkins. Hawkins. He had two assists, three steals, and ten points in the final six minutes of play. Say that again. (laughs) He had ten points. Two assists and three steals in the final six minutes of play.
0: That's huge. I mean <laughs> that that Coleman Hawkins. And also, let's let's talk about this. I mean, he was getting physical too yesterday. He was. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you see more of that. I mean, come on. Say that again, Will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we need to see that from Coleman Hawkins because it felt like he made every shot in
1: the paint he took yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look look at those numbers. How efficient he was. 9 for 11 and 9 for 11 from the free throw line, too. Underwood said that he had a really like man-to-man personal talk yeah. about, to Hawkins about what should be expected of him that the type of traits he showed against Penn State, the lack of leadership, just how uncomposed he was. And you could tell he just it's just like he not acceptable. so much yesterday. I he mean, did. he I,
0: I mean, I don't know if he's the He's the number one reason Illinois won the game. But I'd say it's a 1A and 1B between the between Hawkins and the platoon swap. I'd say those are the two reasons agree. Illinois won the game. I, I don't know what, what's 1A and what's 1B. But those, I mean, Coleman Hawkins, you, you couldn't have really played better. I mean, sure, you could have avoided the turnovers.
1: Yeah, he still had back-to-back games with five turnovers, which isn't great. But... But Still, he made up for it with the steals. I he, mean, he had five steals. Yeah, he steals. made all the big plays he needed to.
0: He had five Illinois' seven team steals.
1: Yeah. He had 13 points in the first nine minutes yeah. and then really started struggling up until he got back in in the second half. The team was just, I mean, your leaders sleep- were, walking out of were, half-time. were, were sleep-walking. sleepwalking. They really were. That's and why that's, Brad took him out. I mean, he had seen enough. That's usually when Underwood goes in the second half really firing up his guys, right? And usually you see some sort of energy boost. They allowed forty-three points in the first half against a team that you probably figured they would, but still, yeah, I mean, this, is, this that is more happen. of an
0: offensive team than Penn State, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah,
1: and what did they do? They actually looked like they were less energized out of half, and yeah. Underwood had, had enough, and as he should. And that changed everything. Justin Harmon, we, we got to mention him. Oh my goodness, yeah. Still Justin undefeated. Justin Harmon played with a Justin phenomenal Harmon scoring double yesterday. digits.
0: I mean, after he played horrendous against Penn State, he played phenomenal yesterday. He, he and Coleman's transformations from from game to game. Exponential. Were huge. I mean, you could I, I couldn't even tell those
1: those guys apart from Wednesday to yesterday. Yeah, it's I mean, both of them completely different players. Everyone noticed. Justin Harmon was one of the last people off of the bench in that first half. Yeah, who and, played,
0: and it felt like every time that. A ball went up to the basket. Harmon was in the paint trying to get the
1: rebound. Terrence Shannon gets fouled on a drive. Who's there? Justin Harmon. Just in case, Justin Harmon. Yeah. To get the putback. Who Who goes up on another foul, tries to get a putback dunk? Still missed, but still. Justin Harmon. He, hey, he was everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, he shot six free throws because of the fact that he was physical. I mean, he, he took the, the ball to the rim confidently. He rebounded the ball as a six four guard. And like you mentioned, Illinois has yet to lose. 8 no now when Harmon scores in double figures I mean I'm telling you you
1: have that Justin Harmon in the tournament it's going to be hard to lose
0: off the bench you have that kind of guy yeah no I kidding. mean the recipe for sweet 16 and possibly even further is
1: having a guy like Justin Harmon to be a glue guy absolutely and a, and a guy now Moretti, obviously I'm not gonna sit here and see one game and think oh he's your future oh yeah guard. No, for
0: sure for sure but there are Twitter that
1: but I'm like there well, is potential yeah. there, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, I mean, yeah, everybody overreacts on Twitter. I saw the Dariush um, Twitter account by that guy who was a, a big-time fan, and he was like, your future number one point guard. And I was like, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. He had a good game. Um, but you see the composure there with Moretti. It seemed like he just he wasn't forcing anything. He kind of knew how to handle the offense when he was out there. I mean, that's just huge, having a guy who can come off the bench. You know that if he can, can, can continue to play defense the way that he did yesterday, that Brad is going to continue to trust him, rely on him to come off the bench, give you some really key minutes. And if Damascus is ever struggling like that again, which you hope he doesn't. Yeah, we can't have that. Two for nine is unacceptable for Damascus. I mean, that is... And he knows he it. Played,
0: he knows it. Oh, yeah. I mean, him and Terrence combined for 21 points yesterday. That is... It's
1: not... Uh, oh, sorry, 20, 20 points. 20. I yeah, sorry. I... I I was I was worried. For, at, uh, I looked at Quincy's stat. I was worried for a, for a second. I got that wrong in the article because no, no, 20. no. Yeah,
0: fifty combined points between uh, the three-headed monster. Um, but yeah, Marcus Damask like he just didn't have it yesterday. He got six rebounds, sure, which those are all. I mean, he led the he led the charge there,
1: but um, nothing else was really there for him. No, and no. Terrence Shannon. I, it it seems like he picks some games to drive relentlessly to the rim, and some games just to chill out on the three point line. Yesterday, he was chilling. He Which shot, I don't he shot why. three total shots from inside the three point line. Yeah, what it is was he,
0: four for ten and two for seven from three. It's just like
1: yeah, it's like dude, you made two of three whenever you actually chose not to shoot a three. I know I was I playing zone yesterday at times, but like still, he can get in there at will. Exactly. Whenever he did, he was he would get fouled. To be or fair, he there also wasn't as much shots.
0: transition ball as there was against Penn State, but.
1: Um, Which one of the biggest plays of the game when Coleman got one of his steals, they went on the fast break. Terrence I think that had a was great, the biggest play of the game because they got five. Yeah. Um, or uh, uh, yeah, that that was. I was thinking the
0: Coleman uh, the Coleman steal that he ended up slamming it and putting the Atlanta up nine at that time.
1: Yeah. I would say um, I would say the one up five. It just gave them a lot of momentum. Yeah. At the time. I think I think you're right. But Terrence had a great assist to Justin Harmon there with the reverse layup. It was a three v one too, so they executed that very very well. Yeah. I mean, this team is so deadly in transition. They just didn't. Couldn't do it a lot until Coleman started getting some of those um those steals and really turning things around and clinching the win for the Illini. They are now yes. twenty win season, fifth straight for the first time since they did it in eight straight in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand seven. Brad Underwood becomes the first Illinois head coach since Lou Henson. Lou Henson. Yeah. To get five straight with twenty. It's pretty Huge. it's
0: pretty good uh it's a pretty good category to be in.
1: It's it's incredible. <laughs> uh, Underwood was saying, I mean uh, he loves consistency. To so the underwood haters
0: out there, that's that's pretty good, by the way.
1: Yeah. He loves consistency. This should be the norm is what he was saying. And for the past five years,
0: and I love the fact he it said has that. been. I love the fact he said that because this is a revived program. This is a program that expectations are NCAA tournament every year. Nothing else. Absolutely. Like I mean, expectations are top four in the Big Ten and NCAA tournament every year now. Which that is Illinois basketball. That is the storied program that Illinois basketball was before it went into the dark ages for a, for that whatever fif-
1: 12, 15 years it was. Yeah, it was. It felt like a lot longer than that too. Will it really did? I'm but, sure. But they're back. Um, you know, could be back better than ever if you make a Sweet Sixteen. Which that's the thing which, I that mean, is still a lot of people. That is still the determining factor of the season. It's all about expectations because the second that you start winning after so many years of losing, there is a long leash, right? So even when you're doing really well in the regular season and you don't win in March, really in college basketball, the regular season matters so much. But at the end of the day, if you're not winning winning in the postseason, everyone kind of shrugs the regular season success away. But the fact that Illinois was so bad before, it feels like Underwood has a longer leash, more years to get there. I think that if he still can't find any success... In this week, like getting to the sweet 16 or further in the next like three years after this, that's when you, the leash is shorter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's great to win consistently like this in the regular season. Like I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that because of how much better it is than losing. I mean, I, I hate to lose more than I love to win, honestly, which I, I'm the same way. So many people were like that. So it's, it's great being at the top of the big 10, most big 10 wins in the past five years. Yeah. But at some point, you have to recognize that you know certain things are stalling out, which is why these next years are so important for Underwood for this program. And Absolutely. Hey, they got their one thousandth Big Ten win. How about that in program history? So how about that? Huge, uh, big props to that. Big props to Underwood. Um, the fact that they yep. were able to turn the defense around yesterday in that second half it gives me hope that oh, they yeah, can man. do that. Iowa shot twelve
0: of thirty four in the second half, only one of six from three point. That's a good offensive team. Yeah, I mean it was the twelfth best offense in Ken Palm.
1: Yeah, I mean sure, back they up st- to number four.
0: They 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 still scored in the second half. Obviously, I mean they still they still put up forty two, but it wasn't easy. I mean the D- Illinois actually played defense in the second half.
1: Twelve of thirty four. That's not very good. <laughs> I don't even think they played that bad of defense in the first half. I was taking tough shots. Those Underwood tough twos, right? Yeah. They made so many mid range jumpers, dude. Yeah. I mean, Josh Dix, it felt like he
0: couldn't miss a shot. I mean, he was nine for 15. It felt like every mid range shot that guy took, he hit.
1: Was he on the team last year?
0: Yes, but he didn't play.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I I believe
0: he was a freshman last year and he was kind of deep in the bench last year. But like you see his play style, he's a a smaller smaller guard.
1: You don't think he's going to be able to have as big of an impact as he did
0: have. No, but he's just one of those typical Iowa basketball players, you know, just are able to create their own space. Fran make McCaffrey those loves jumpers. having those guards. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of why you know you couldn't stand the Jordan Bohannons and the and the Murray brothers and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, Connor
1: is not great either. Yeah, Connor McCaffrey. Yeah,
0: they just they they've had guys who could, who could just make
1: shots, you know. Yeah. I mean that has been it, Iowa it's, basketball it's for a been, long time. Always been fiery. How fitting though that the line get their their a thousandth win, fifth straight year with twenty, and they yep. do it against Iowa at home. It's gonna be a lot tougher on the road, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I they played them on the tenth,
0: yeah, March tenth. That that's gonna be a uh that's gonna be a tough one. Um kinda crazy you see Iowa twice in the final five games, but um that's just the way scheduling works, I guess. Right. But uh yeah. So, you know, just I am very, very satisfied with how Illinois played yesterday. It was great to see them actually close a game out too because in the final four minutes, they didn't falter. They kept that 9-10 and 10 point lead the entire time. It was great. Yeah, They kept their front I the gas pedal,
1: something that we haven't seen in a long time. They were up by 10 with two minutes left, and I looked at you, and I was like, all right, here's the test. Buckle in. Because they were, they were um, pressing, but like we said, Nicola Moretti helped break that with ease. Oh yeah, I mean,
0: there wasn't one time that Illinois turned it over against the press.
1: Well, you remember when Damask tried to throw it all the way to the other side of the court? If you count that,
0: I mean, I guess you technically have to, right? I, I'm saying like it, when they were pressing, there's not one time in yeah during when yeah, the ball that, was that in was in really
1: the, yeah that was the only misstep in the
0: final few minutes. I, I some of the decision making Damask has done lately is questionable. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's he's been the top turnover guy on this team because he has the ball so much in his hands when they right. double him. Right. So you you can expect that, but yeah, he definitely needs to cut but back that, on the mistakes. That one that
0: he threw across across the whole court was it didn't make any sense. You're up like eight or I, whatever. I, just, with I, I still 40 don't get that left. one. Yeah. I mean, I think he was looking for a money all the way down the court at that time. I just, I,
1: I don't know. That was, ah, uh, but it didn't matter. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, because they got to stop at the end. Yeah. Tony Perkins and Peyton Sanford were limited
0: hugely. Oh yeah, they only combined for thirty points, which that's a that's a win any day of the week. I mean, Sanford
1: made half his points from the free throw line. Yeah, you'll know, take that any day of the week. Tony Perkins was five for fourteen from the field, which anytime you're limiting him, the way that he dominated Illinois last year, I'm sure Illinois fans won't forget high 32. that. Yeah, I saw that live out there. And the way he started that game yesterday, Will, I thought he was heading for it again. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> it, it just kind of felt like it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, but, but they, they really limited him big time, limited Sanford. Yeah. Really only let Dix get the best of him uh, throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, Dix was really their only yeah. primary scorer. I mean, Be, even Perkins ben,
0: had 7 of his uh, 18 from the free throw line, yeah. too. So. I'll say,
1: I mean, Ben Krike was really the one who got inside. and um, Still showed that Coleman's got to improve on you know, in his interior defense overall. Yeah, but Shot will, 7 for 9 from the field.
0: Yeah, I won't lie, though. Dane and uh, Amani both played very, very good defense in the paint. They played great defense down low. And to say that about Dane, too, is it's good. I know that Dane misses layups and stuff like that.
1: The but one, I mean, the ones he usually makes, like, I don't have a problem. It didn't cost the Illini really much. No, it didn't. He's going to make those. The fact that he was getting those open, too, he just played a lot better. He and did. Everyone who came in during that hockey that hockey swap, you know, yeah, they played with better energy than what the starters were doing. That's what yeah. they needed. Underwood was like, this is a lesson to every college basketball player out there. When you get your opportunity, you got to make the most of it. That's what Moretti did. That's what Dane and Amani did. This team has so many weapons. You just have to be able to, to channel it whenever it matters. So you play Minnesota on Wednesday. That is a sneaky team, the way they've been playing, right? Yeah. The the first first instincts I heard at home. first instincts I heard was like oh or like you have to win that game which you do have to win that game but I think it's the only must win that's left on the schedule yeah I mean you feel like you can't lose the final three you feel you like f- you feel like you at least sure have to go two and two not lose Minnesota no. going into on the road at Wisconsin at home against Purdue on the road at Iowa those yeah. are three really tough games to come absolutely. out absolutely absolutely but you have you have to beat Minnesota
0: yes you do. And uh Minnesota, they play uh, they play today actually. Um so they play Nebraska. Um That's a tough one. It Anytime is. you play Nebraska. Yeah, it's uh it's in Lincoln too. So more than likely probably gonna be a loss because no one beats them in Lincoln. <laughs> Are they undefeated? Uh yes. In that conference is unreal. play. In conference, conference
1: play. Yeah. Who did yeah. they lose to in non conference play? Creighton know? and got blown out. <laughs> Which is funny considering they actually last year when they were far worse, they beat Creighton. Right. <laughs> in it's Omaha how that too, works. yeah,
0: yeah. That's so, funny how that works. Yeah, Minnesota is has been sneaky though. I mean, that's it's a team that they can score, they can score. So. Dawson Garcia leads the team. Yeah, and he can he can score it as good as anybody can in the conference. So,
1: yeah, he is averaging um, almost eighteen a game, as uh, shoots forty seven percent from the field. And they have one of the best freshmen in the country, arguably in Cam Christie. Yeah, um, I mean, this is. This is a team that could sneak up on you. There, are they seventeen and nine now? Yes, but yeah. the reason they're not even being considered for the
0: tournament right now is because of the, how bad their strength of schedule was out of conference. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they they lost some of those games, right? They did. So, I mean, look if you if from Minnesota standpoint, you win games like this. That that turns heads, right? I mean, this would be a huge quad one win for them. Absolutely, the line I dropped about five spots in the net. I think after Minnesota did lose to, to Missouri, State, but oh lord. Um yeah. Well, maybe you know they, they have no hope, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. Uh, but you know, Minnesota is a team that has a lot to play for right now. You better believe that they're not just gonna lie down on Wednesday. No, you have to be sharp. You you have to. Take that momentum. That's why the Iowa win could be so huge for this team is Is the way you use that momentum. Absolutely. The way that you turn things around. I mean, just look at the way Minnesota played against
0: Purdue. On the road and Mackey, they hung with them they, the they whole up, entire time. They were up eight at half. Man. Yeah, and they were up in the second half, too, until Purdue just finally kind of got the lead and didn't give it back. But yeah. they only ended up losing that game by eight.
1: Yeah. So, would you like to go to our prediction segment? I uh, I think that would be very appropriate.
0: We both uh, we both weren't too far off in our predictions. We both predicted double digit wins, so Illinois did win by double digits. So didn't we I, didn't we, I
1: say a nine point win. I just said eleven. Dude, I have no idea. I'm too sure. I was close. I said, I said thirteen. I was it, so <laughs> we're thinking about it right in between ten uh, on both sides. But anyway, yeah, we were actually pretty accurate. Um rare, right? Yeah. I think The way Minnesota's been playing recently, they've won five out of their last seven. Um, Really could have beat Iowa or Purdue, only lost to Iowa on the road by five. They had a double-digit lead in the first half and then got dominated in the second. So, I wouldn't be too shocked. I actually wouldn't be shocked. That was in Iowa City, too, wasn't it? It was. Back-to-back games, they were up a combined 21 points against Iowa and Purdue at half. What did they do? They fell apart in the second half. I think Minnesota continues that trend. I think they're beating the Illini at half. I think wow. it's I think it's like, I want to say forty two to to thirty six at wow. half. Wow. I I, th- I think the the defense has to have another get right half in the second half. Um, but I, I think the Illini come back and win the game rather comfortably, eight or nine points around that. I'll say probably eighty two to seventy four. So I think they hold them to 32 in the second half.
0: Pretty good. Um, yeah, I I think I think if the first half is going to be, it's actually going to be pretty close. Minnesota f- kept it a little, little closer than needed to be last year here at State Farm Center. Um, because Minnesota was horrendous last year. I mean, they were they were as worse as you, they were like this year's Michigan last year. Um, yeah, I think this game is. It's going to feel a little odd at first. Um cuz Minnesota is going to kind of push the Alana's limits in the first half a little bit, and I think the Alana might come out looking a little shaky as well. Um I kind of I'm kind of with you that the first half Minnesota might be winning at halftime. I do kind of see it being around like a I think the Elana do get to at least 40 in the first half. Um, but I think, I think they're only going to be winning by one or two in the halftime. And then they'll end up really kind of put pulling away in the second half. And I think this actually is very similar to Rutgers at home. I actually think the Illini are going to win this one pretty comfortably after in the second half, they're going to, they're going to limit Minnesota. The Gophers are just not going to make shots that, that often in the second half. And, uh, I think the Illini end up winning this one by 18. Um, okay. I think it's going to be a final of 88-70. All right. And it's going to be another very, very high offensive uh, second half for the Illini as well. After yeah. they scored 51 in the second half. I'll tell you what, Iowa. man.
1: This team will always have that potential because they're just so good offensively. If they Even can, when they're not making threes at a it, crazy rate. Right? I mean, they shot 10 for 27 yesterday. Still scored 95 points. I know.
0: Isn't that crazy? But... Yes. When you have a top four offense, you have to have a good defense too. You can score with anybody in the country, sure, but that doesn't win you games in March.
1: No. And especially when you can't close games. That's the hugest part. If you're playing bad defense but good offense, you'll probably get down to the last few minutes in a game where. Unless you're Virginia, I guess. You have to know how to handle it. Yeah, no, Virginia is <laughs> a completely different case. Dude, they had eight points with four minutes left in they the did. first half against North Carolina. They were only down 13. That was unbelievable. Like, what? That was unbelievable. They ended up scoring 16 in that half and then ended up having 44 total for the game. So congrats. You scored 28 in the second <laughs> half. Yay.
0: Accomplishments, accomplishments. I can't yeah. believe the game did not go over 100 not points. A, that
1: is, that's a wild thing to say. Yeah. And then um, and then um, Illinois and Iowa combined for 180. <laughs> and I thought the over-under of 168.5 was really high. Dude, I did too. But i insane. With, with those two teams, the way they played this year... Might as well make that over under uh, up near the 180s. Then you had boy. that Alabama Kentucky game that was 117 to 95. Dude, I <laughs> I can't put that into words. I'm sorry. How do you almost score 100 and lose by over 20 points? Because it's Alabama. <laughs> wow. That's that is the the big thing to take away from this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Watch out for those SEC teams. I
1: guess. Yeah. Um. If 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 you if Illinois faces an SEC team in March, bro. It's a race to 110. Lock in. It is a race to 110. (laughs) It
0: is. It is. Um, But, yeah. So, both have wins against Minnesota. And uh, quick thing to mention, um, the Illini women went into Iowa City earlier today. But uh, Iowa shot the lights out from distance. And the Illini felt like they were just down between 12 and 18 the entire game.
1: Yeah. And the, you know, they they fought. I thought they fought hard, but they, they did. They didn't fight wisely on the defensive end. No. It was awful. Um, every single pick and roll that, Where have we seen that before that <laughs> Iowa had. Yeah, I mean, look, Illinois fans, you think that some of the pick and roll defense for Illinois men's is bad? Every single time that a pick and roll would happen, they would double team the ball handler and then the girl or the woman who would roll would be just wide open. Lots of yep. wide open layups. Whenever they would uh, drive in, whether it was Kaitlin Clark or any other guard, everyone would collapse on the middle. You got wide open threes. The reason they shot the lights out, they had so many wide open shots. Oh, Alina, yeah. Alina still, McCarrick Cook, she had a great game. Fantastic. Uh, I I saw she had 26-01 point. I don't know if that's what she ended at, but great game for her. You need to see more of that going forward. The Alani are at 500 now on the season. Um, you just need... Only two games left. Smarter defensive play, and obviously Iowa's one of the better offenses in the country, yeah. so it's hard to ask that against them on the road. Yeah. But I, there, there were mistakes they should not have been making today. No, no. And you, Caitlin Clark did not shoot well. I, she was only made four threes. She still had a triple-double. <laughs> yeah, 25 points, right? Uh, or no, was it 21-15-10? It was something like that. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Regardless, it was her 16th even, triple-double in that's her a, career. that's
0: a down day for her is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was one of the least efficient players on her team, but they shot the lights out, so credit yeah. to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember in the fourth quarter at one point, they had 14 made threes. Just You're not going to win a game on the road against a uh, top-five team if you're letting 14 made threes. Absolutely so. <laughs> not. <laughs> um, yeah, not good. But the only hope, really, for the Atlanta women to make the tournament once again this year is to win the Big Ten tournament, and that feels like it's... Your your feels like a long shot. Your best but.
1: choice or your best chance, I should say, is to be right where you are right now. I think the Illini are either an eight or nine seed. They would play Penn State in the first round and then would face Ohio State. You have a way better chance against Ohio State and against Iowa, or then against Iowa. Yeah, in my opinion. So, you know, or if Indiana
0: can somehow sneak back up to the top, you've already beat them.
1: Yeah, you beat Indiana you by. Were, you were right there against
0: Ohio State at home too. So they should have beat Ohio State and had a horrible first. Or right.
1: Horrible fourth quarter. That's so. right.
0: Yeah, that's right. But anyway, I mean, this is still a team who can compete with anyone,
1: for sure. They've shown that recently.
0: They have. They've been playing. They've been playing good basketball lately. So, just kind of have to, kind of have to lock in, right? <laughs> really lock can in. Say.
1: Talk about who locked in uh, yesterday. The Illinois women's track and field team won the Big Ten championships yeah, in Ohio. They yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Good job, did good job, team. Big shout out to
0: the Illinois. Illini Women's track team who was ranked number 1 in the country to start the season.
1: Yeah. And and they didn't they didn't uh I guess not lose that, but they showed why they were the number 1 team winning Absolutely. the Big 10. I'll give them a little applause here.
0: Well done. Well done ladies. Love hearing about Big 10 championship. I mean, you hear about it all the time with golf. But hear about it with track? It's awesome. As a former track guy myself, I love hearing that. Yeah, they really turned it around. Props to them. Yeah, I mean, just a couple years ago, I remember hearing that this the program was just
1: not great. It was in shambles. So to see this quick turn, love it, awesome. Let's try and get a few of them in our, uh, uh, Alana Sports Night show. Be great, be awesome. We should, yeah. But uh, that is it for
0: today, and uh, we will be back to talk to you more than likely after Minnesota.
1: Yeah. So. You
0: know, and before I go to Madison,
1: everyone hope that we aren't just yelling at the mic. It's a home game, so we really, really shouldn't be. (laughs) We'll see.
0: We will. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.